God's grace and God's mercy, God's peace. I know it's not Christmas yet, but these are Christmas gifts in our Lord and our Savior Jesus. We're going to look at the gospel lesson for this morning, especially verse 6 of Matthew chapter 11, where Jesus said this, Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As best as you can, I would like for you to just try and put yourself back into the time and the place of today's gospel lesson. Go back to approximately the year 30 AD. Put yourself somewhere either in Jerusalem or near Jerusalem. This is the time when both Jesus Christ and John the Baptist were actively involved in pursuing and doing their missions and their ministries. Now as you begin to imagine being back there then, don't you envy the people who had a chance to be there? I mean, what an amazing time to be alive. Listen to all that's going on as Jesus says to his disciples of John. Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. So, if you had been alive back then, what would you have made of all of that? What would have been your reaction to all you were both seeing and hearing about that Jesus was doing? What would you have thought of him? What would you have thought of Jesus of Nazareth? I want to think, I'd, I'd like to think, that if I had been alive back then, I would have been one of those who would have readily accepted what I was hearing and seeing and believed that Jesus was who he said he was. I, I like to think that I would have been one of those who became just an avid follower of his, a disciple of his. That's, that's what I, I like to think. What do you like to think about yourself? Now, as you think of, about that, let me ask you another question. This one stems from something that Jesus said to his disciples after talking about all that was going on back then. Right after listing all the miraculous things that, that Jesus had been doing, Jesus said this, blessed is anyone who does not stumble or fall away on account of me. In, in effect, what Jesus was saying there, he was indicating that there were some people who were going to be disappointed in Jesus. Here's the question. Have you ever been disappointed with Jesus? Have you ever felt that Jesus somehow failed to live up to your expectations of him. Have you ever felt as though Jesus let you down 
and that, that somehow he, he did not make good to you on a promise you believe he had made to you. Maybe I could phrase that question in just a little different way. Has there ever been a time when for you with regards to, to Jesus, it was more feelings than it was faith? Has there ever been a time where your feelings controlled your faith and what you were believing? That would, in essence, to be one of those times that Jesus is referencing where folks stumbled and fell away because of him. Those are some really hard questions, aren't they? I mean, I'm, I'm almost afraid to ask them. I mean, after all, how could anyone be disappointed with Jesus? Let's not just uh, answer those questions just yet, okay? Somewhat along the same lines of expectations that we may have of others, Jesus seems to pick up with that same thought in what he says next. Talking about his cousin, John the Baptist, he asked the folks, what were your expectations of him? What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in, king pa in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? What did you expect? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. If you read on just a little further into Matthew's gospel, you'll see that by and large, people were disappointed with John the Baptist. He just did not meet up with their expectations of what the prophet would be who would introduce the Messiah. In fact, just after today's gospel lesson, if you go just a few verses further into Matthew chapter 11, you'll hear and you'll read this reaction of the population in general to the ministry of John the Baptist. Jesus said, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. Speaking of unmet expectations, I also wonder about John and how he felt about his cousin, Jesus. Was he at all disappointed with his cousin? I mean, consider where John is at this moment. He is in prison. And he is awaiting execution at any moment. When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? Was John having some second thoughts about Jesus? Most People who study this indicate, no, he was not having second thoughts about his cousin. Because if he was, rather than sending his disciples with the message that he did, are you the one who was to come? I think instead, practically, you can imagine that John would instead say to his cousin, if you are who you are, will you please come and get me out of this prison so I won't die tomorrow? But John doesn't do that. 
And so it is assumed, and I think correctly so, that John sent his disciples more for their sake than his sake, because after all, his disciples were loyal to him. And when they're seeing what's happening to John the Baptist, they had to wonder, why isn't Jesus stepping up to the plate and doing something about this? And so I think what John said, or Jesus said to the, John's disciples substantiates this. Are you the one who has to come, or should we ask, expect someone else? And Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. Were the doubts and the misgivings that John's disciples had about Jesus real? They were. But here's the important question. Were those feelings of misgivings, those doubts that they had, were those feelings and were those doubts telling them the truth? Which is why Jesus, I think, says to them to go back and report to John what you hear and see. Taking a, a page out of those of you who are old enough to remember Dragnet and Sergeant Joe. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. And Jesus proceeds then to tell them the facts. The facts that can be believed to be telling the truth in spite of their feelings because they have both personally seen these things and heard these things. Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is preached to the poor. And the bottom line to all of those facts, it all adds up to this one truth. Jesus was who John the Baptist said he was. More to the point, Jesus was who he said he was. He was the one who is to come. He was the Messiah, the Christ. Okay, now let's go back and deal with the question I put to you earlier about whether or not you've been ever disappointed with Jesus. Perhaps this is why you were disappointed. It wasn't because Jesus wasn't who or isn't who he said he is. Instead, it, it could have been, could have been, that our expectations of him were off track. Or perhaps it could have been that we came to believe that our feelings were telling us the truth. And in that moment, we were choosing feelings over faith. The other day, as I was beginning to prep and think about this message, Monday at 
the Prince of Peace Lutheran School, the staff devotion in the morning, I, I asked the faculty, I asked the teachers if they had ever been disappointed with Jesus. They all raised their hands. That at some point in time, either because of illness or personal loss or setback or struggle, that there had been a time where they were disappointed that Jesus had not lived up to their expectations. And as real as that feeling can be at times, it is not telling us the truth. The truth about Jesus is backed up by what we see and what we hear from Scripture today. And that truth is that he is the Messiah. And so we can rightfully expect these things from Jesus. You can expect that he will never leave you or forsake you. You can expect that he will always love you unconditionally. You can expect that he will never punish you for a sin. You can expect that he will someday come and give you the strength always to deal with the temptations and the struggles that you are experiencing. Let me put those truths in a more positive way. These are the expectations that come with faith that Jesus will live up to. He will always be with you. He will always love you. He will always forgive you. And he will come and take you to be with himself in heaven. Listen to these words of faith from Psalm 139. They sum up what our expectations of Jesus can be. Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And then there's Psalm 23. Listen to these words placing faith over feelings. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You can both rightfully and reasonably 
Expect all of those things from Jesus because he is the Messiah. And those are the things he came to do. Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. And now it has just been preached to you. And that good news doesn't just create feelings. It creates and feeds and sustains faith. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.